Urban Media Today talks sports on Urban Media Today Radio. Urban Media Today talks sports. You got Ray Porter Jr., Jason Dunn, Vince Butts, Brandon Walker. This week uh, is the, the week before the Super Bowl. It's a beautiful Saturday. Happy Saturday. You know, we got a lot to talk about. The NBA, I'm looking at LeBron James, 98 points away, maybe less than that now. Or 89, maybe even less than that. I don't even know what I'm talking about no more because I know it's under 100 um, away from from catching up with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, um, you know, being the all-time scoring leader in the NBA. And that just takes some doing. Um, also, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl, big things with the Super Bowl. Um, it's kind of interesting with it being Black History Month and you have two black quarterbacks starting in the Super Bowl. And it's the first time ever. And see, that makes me mad. But again, I'm, I'm going to get off my... my my soapbox because I could get on my soapbox about that. Quite sure Vince has some things to say. Uh, when you're looking at Cleveland, whether it be the Cavaliers or the Browns or the Indians, or, or I'm sorry, Guardians. Guardians. Um, yeah, see, he was ready to jump over there. Uh, <laughs> we got to talk some hoops as well. Uh, fellas, I mean, I'm going to open it up to you all. I mean, what you want to talk about first? Super Bowl. Definitely. Super Definitely. Bowl. Yeah, and I'm as gonna... a show, we picked the Eagles. So, I mean, right. is anybody not picking the Eagles this time around? Nah, I don't want to pick the Eagles. Mm-hmm. I just don't like – I just I'm a, well, I'm a D.C. native, so I'm attracted to commanders. I, I can't do it. It was hard for <laughs> so, so, you know what? 2000, it was hard for me five years ago to watch it, it watch them win the Super Bowl and watch Daryl Green give them the trophy. Uh, so, but Ooh. Ooh, that was sweet irony. <laughs> that hurts. See, man, I'm like, isn't, isn't, it, isn't it so-called cancel culture out there? So we canceling Brandon's remarks right now. We just <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is, I mean, I'm all about DC, man. I mean, DC, I love DC. Um, but you know, the 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 uh, I want to call them the Guardians too. The Commanders. I mean, that franchise has had some issues, uh, Brandon. So they kind of lost me there. Um, but we can't disrespect the uh, the the Commanders because um, Black History Month. Doug Williams, first Black quarterback to go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and then it took twenty six years before the next quarterback came through. Y'all, guess who the next quarterback was, y'all? Russ. Yeah, Russell Wilson to win a Super Bowl. Twenty six years. That makes yeah. me so old. Twenty six years from well, Doug Williams yeah. to Russell Wilson, and then <laughs> and now now it's what almost twenty something years. Now you have not twenty because Russell hasn't been playing that long. This has been a long time since Russell won the Super Bowl, and now you have two black quarterbacks playing this. Yeah, that's incredible, man. I mean it. And then you had some that weren't starters that were able to get rings, but I know that's a different circumstance. Like a Charlie Batch who backed up. Roethlisberger in in 05 and 08, but say I mean you know it's a different See, Ray, circumstance. Ray, Ray always got a way to bring this to Brown Kissberry. I'm, I'm, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm starting not to feel this, Vince. Sitting up here with all these Pittsburgh cats, they right. always hey, find a way hey, we to bring it back to Pittsburgh. We weren't even talking about Pittsburgh, and then Ray comes up here with Charlie Batch. Hey, all I know is Tampa Bay let Doug Williams go. Yes, they did. That's all I'm saying. Stupid. My team, man, was throwing. The man was throwing touchdowns on his butt. I'll never forget that. <laughs> well, that Doozing. game, yes, seven, incredible man. No, yeah. no, I'm oh, talking, talking about, about when before he, when that. He, when he was with Tampa Bay and oh. he fell and threw a touchdown on his butt. I'll never forget that. 
you know, I was wondering why when they lost that championship game, like nine nothing, why he wasn't the quarterback that entire game. I didn't realize the dude got hurt. I read an old story about that. Yeah, he tore up his arm. I'm like, just imagine if he would have went to the Super Bowl and beat the Rams. And yes, Trevin, they would have been playing my Steelers. That would have been fun. <laughs> and lost. I didn't know you then, man. So no, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, yeah. But I, my mom loved Doug Williams. She was too late. She, like I, I've always said before, she made sure her and my dad made sure I knew of the African-American quarterbacks back then because there really, really wasn't many, obviously, but we paid attention. Black hey. quarterback. Yes, Jack Harris and uh, Marlon Briscoe in the 70s. Joe Vince Gilliam. E- Vince Evans. Vince Evans. Vince Evans. Yeah. He was more 70. He's more late 70s, early 80s. Early 80s. And he played almost to the 90s, right? Because he, he yeah. bounced around for a minute, yeah. Because it was what? Uh, Joe Gilliam. Vince Evans, uh, uh, Marlon Briscoe, uh, uh, James Marlon Harris. Briscoe was before those guys. Yeah, yeah he was Marlon, the first one. It was way before them with the Bills. Right. First one, right? It was with the Broncos and the Bills. Broncos, yeah. But when didn't he get switched to uh, receiver when he got to the Bills? He played receiver. No, with the I think he did it with, with the Dolphins when he switched. Yeah, well, he, I know that he's he a receiver. I think he was a receiver when the uh, Dolphins was winning was winning the Super Bowl. I they think on one of them were. The they were pretty loaded too. They were pretty loaded because so he was, he was he was Denver's quarterback. What in the late sixties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't because what um, James Harris was. Shaq was with the Rams in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, he was on those really good uh, Rams teams. As a matter yeah, then Pat the- Hayden came behind him. Pat Hayden with from USC. Um, became the quarterback with the Rams. Yep. And then Vince um, Ferragamo. Yeah. <laughs> Vince Ferragamo. Wow, you guys are good. I remember all that stuff. I remember seeing it, actually. Um, I saw so it, too. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, may- maybe not Ray Marlon Briscoe. I didn't see him as a quarterback, oh, you know, but I did see Ray him was as a there. receiver. Ray was Ray in the was stadium. There. Ray was in the stadium. <laughs> uh, you listen to Ray, you what? believe anything. Right? Ray was in the Go stadium ahead. selling popcorn. He was there. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't there. Popcorn. Oh, is that so? But you know what's funny, though? <laughs> I have to say it, though. Vince was right, because I was just about to say, I was eating the popcorn. I have to be the taste tester, man. That's how you do it. <laughs> but can I say this, though? I was just going to hit. Um, I, I just, I really, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I really do like the makeup of the Eagles, man. I mean, they, they just have that it factor, the well-balanced in all three phases. I can't imagine them. Even though the game will be good because they're playing, obviously, the Chiefs, the team that's always been in contention of, what, the past five-something years. But I just can't imagine them not raising the Lombardi Trophy. I just, they just look at just two stacks, especially on defense, because defense still wins championships. So. <laughs> Chiefs defense yeah. sucks. At the end of the day, this is going to be one of those Super Bowls where I can't, I can't lose, to be honest with you. Because yeah, I'm, yeah. With, with, in living this close to Philly and then, you know um, – Looking at the quarterback and the, the makeup of the defense, the defense reminds me of the defense when Reggie White was playing uh, for oh, the Eagles back in the day. Um, so the defense kind of reminds me of that. Um, and then, but then on the other hand, the Kansas City Chiefs, Joshua Williams, and my man um, Brian Cook—they're from HBCUs. Uh, also Cook. on the Eagles, though, you have Mac McMillan, uh, the third, I believe, is the third, was from A and T. He was a cornerback. Um, actually, his grandfather. Or his great grandfather, I think it was his grandfather, um, was one of the um, 
the uh, the gentleman that started the uh, sit-in at North Carolina A&T back in the day in Greensboro. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it, and, you know, people forget about these other players, but you got Mac McMillan, um, who's playing, Mac McCann, who's playing for the Eagles. Um, then you have uh, Brian uh, Cook and then Joshua Williams playing for yeah. the Chiefs. And mm-hmm. what really got me excited and hyped is in the game last weekend, Joshua Williams was the one who deflected the ball. I mean, Brian Cook was the one who deflected the ball to Joshua Williams. Yeah. So it was like an HBCU connection right there. Yeah, so I was like, good. I was sitting at home like, yo, that's crazy right there. That's and good, that actually man. changed the game. Mm-hmm. All right. But yeah, I think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win because because you're from secondary. D.C. you can't go for the Eagles. That's why you said you said that. <laughs> I think they're going to win. That doesn't mean that the, I don't think they're going to win. The difference in the game, I think it's going to be this Kansas City can't cover. No, I, I think AJ Brown mm-hmm. is going to make a difference, and, and I thought the Steelers. And when I thought about it last week, you know they they could have used the second round pick. Used the second the Steelers could have used the second round pick in two thousand and nineteen, but they traded away for your boy nineteen. Oh, um, Minka. No, no. That Minka was twenty twenty. No, he was twenty. No, the bust of all busts, Devin Bust. Uh, oh, your boy, Devin, Devin Bush. Bush. <laughs> your boy. <laughs> hey, until he tore before he tore his ACL, he was putting in work. Yeah, he had the best year before he turned it. Yeah, yeah no, he tore his ACL. All right, all right, yeah. No, look, they had all these. I would do it just for you, though, Trevin. Hey, the Eagles Go got Eagles got somebody the Steelers should have kept, and that's uh J- Javon Hargrave, another HBCU. Yep. Money. Steelers should have yeah. kept in South Carolina State. State. Yep, yeah. he should've got better him. over. He got better over there, man. He did. <laughs> I thought he was yeah. good with the Steelers. He yeah. he he was only going to get better. And how about the running backs? I mean, other than Miles Sanders, who's that one dude? Gainwell, Gainwell, who who has a little bit of uh Spr- Darren Sproles in him, number fourteen. No, yeah. what's the other? There's another guy that they got who's Boston Scott. Yeah, yeah thank Boston you, Scott, Boston yeah. Scott. Who's yeah, only like five eight? Yeah, he's tiny, but that kid yeah. is tough. The depth, the depth on there. That team is just incredible. So well, I, I'll be honest with you. The one thing that I paid attention to when it comes to um, Philly, and I don't think it's going to affect them in this game, but I think that eventually, if you can stop the run. You're gonna mm-hmm. force you're gonna force Jalen Hurts to show what he can do in the pocket. Yeah, he's proven it. Well, the thing is, he's he's proven it, but yet it's like eh, you have yeah. to show at some point in time that you can stand tall in that pocket. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And when the running game's not working, mm-hmm. you got to take what the defense gives you. And mm-hmm. if it's the passing game and they're forcing him to pass, what is he going to be able to uh, stand up to that challenge? Personally, I think. It's not going to matter. I think they're going to beat the brakes off of Kansas City because their <laughs> their defense is yeah. horrendous. Okay, yeah. here we go again. The defenses are horrendous. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> um, it's the end of the first quarter. It goes that fast. Man, David jumped in, didn't get a word in edgewise. You see how it goes? If you don't fight to get your words, then you won't be heard. But we're going to come back to this timeout. It's Urban Media Today Talks. We're talking football right now. We'll be right back. Urban Media Today celebrates Black History Month. Here's a Black History Month spotlight with Kiki Brown on Urban Media Today. 
August Wilson, a Pittsburgh native, playwright, Pulitzer Prize winner, and legend, born April 27, 1945. Growing up in the Hill District section of Pittsburgh, August Wilson became a pioneer in the arts, building a collection of timeless theatrical pieces that continue to teach, reach, and inspire young artists from all around the world. Academy Award winner Denzel Washington traveled to Pittsburgh to film Fences, Wilson's first screenplay, which won actress Viola Davis an Academy Award for Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role and nominated for Best Performance by an Actor for Denzel Washington and Best Adapted Screenplay for Mr. Wilson himself. According to the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, Denzel Washington says he plans to produce 10 Pulitzer-winning playwright August Wilson's plays for HBO over the next decade. Why not shine a spotlight on a pioneer who's been shining their brightness on the city of Pittsburgh from the beginning? Celebrating August Wilson this Black History Month, I'm Kiki Brown. Urban Media Today talks sports. Got my man Vince Butts. Everybody's from Pittsburgh, so I'm not saying their name. No, I'm just playing. We got Jason Dunn. We got Brandon Walker. We got Ray Porter Jr. You got David Jones. I don't hey. hate on Pittsburgh. Believe that. I, I really don't. No, because you wear, you're wearing black and gold right now, man. But, bruh, bruh. When I wear black and gold, it's for the most distinguished fraternity in all of fraternities. Alpha, it's for Alpha yeah, Phi Alpha yeah, Fraternity yeah. Incorporated, the first of first. So don't come at me with the black and gold, because I got something for you. Anyway. Okay. Bring it on. It's not still. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I say this about KC, man? Um, what about it? And I'm obviously going to say something that you all already know, of course, but with Patrick Mahomes, our quarterback, they're never out of it. They won't ever be out of it. I mean, even with how their defense does look, that offense is still what it is. It is It is what it is. You still got the best tight end in, 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 in Kelsey, and you still got a group of receivers that, that buy into the system. So, I mean, it, you know. It's going to be a fight. Don't forget that running back. Well, I'm going to tell you this. He proved it last year. Oh, yeah. Patrick Mahomes proved when the Chiefs could score in 30 seconds and 13 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Anytime a team could score in 13 seconds with you at the home, you're never out of a game. Incredible. Unless you're down by 30. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) And then you you trade the cheetah, Tyreek Hill, and you still ain't missing beat. So, (laughs) honestly, after watching what he's done this year, I'm like, as much as I think for the season that Jalen Hurts has had, mm-hmm. there is no – I don't think Kansas City could win a game <laughs> without, without Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. I he's, agree. I mean, look, Gardner Minshew won at least one game and was cl- was in tight on a couple others. Mm-hmm. I don't even think that happens with with Kansas City. That offense cannot run without him. Patrick Mahomes, I'm sorry. It, I'm look, he is the he's gonna be the equivalent of Brady. Don't say that. No, no, no. Hear me, out, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Brady, if you took Brady off of the um off of those uh Patriots teams, there's no way in the world they won. They would win. There, there just wasn't. And oh Mahomes, my goodness, nah, bro! I can't let you get away with that. You can't say they would have never won a Super Bowl. They would have never won a Super Bowl. Okay, all right. Who 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 believes that they would win? Drew Bledsoe couldn't do it because he got to the Super Bowl and lost. Well, he didn't. He didn't play. Oh, well, yes, he did. He no, played I'm with Kirk. About, 
I'm well, Curtis about Martin was his running back. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm talking about the 2001 when 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 Pittsburgh knocked Brady out of the game in a championship mm-hmm. game, and it was Drew Bledsoe that won that game. He yeah. didn't play in the next in the Super Bowl. No, because it was Brady that was back. So, but yes, with Curtis, that's a that is a different story. Okay, and I'm but, sorry. He, man, he's he, the best thing, though. I'll say that. They didn't make the playoffs the year that Brady got hurt. They didn't even make the playoffs. The whole yeah, but but they were they were still like eleven. And, they were like eleven. They were eleven and five that year. Yes, right? they were. Yeah, and they were eleven. So they were eleven and five and didn't so, make the playoffs. So I mean, it, it speaks more to, in my opinion, speaks more to what else. Like who? Like obviously, everybody else was that much better uh, in terms With of record. Brady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know that that one year, but I mean, I I mean, I I think it depends on who the quarterback is for the Patriots. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I I think Tom Brady is a you know, I think he's a, the greatest of all time. I think he's one of the you what? know, it, 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 you, I think you make a hurt. <laughs> I mean, I mean, no, you you can't disrespect the, his accomplishments. Yeah, I mean, he's not, not the greatest of all time. He's not. You said if you said to me, hold up, before and then Brandon's pumping his chest out too. If you said to me that he's the the and I'll say I'll put greatest in there, greatest percentage-wise winning Super Bowl quarterback, no doubt. Nobody's won as many rings I, as he has as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. But I Super Bowl. No doubt. See, so Super Bowl. Super Bowl. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna say not the greatest on, of all time. No, I'm not gonna say that either. Well, because who, who is in my personal opinion, and I'm old school with this, but I think it's Johnny Unitas. Emphasize old, of course. Johnny United. <laughs> let's and let's think about this. The man created the two minute offense. Period. The two minute offense, which everybody runs. There is a drill in football. You run so, the two minute offense. He won so the Super Bowl can, and he won the World Championships. So you can give him. You can give him his, his you know, his due respect for you know for an, an accomplishment. You know, but it's accomplishments. I mean, he, I'm, yeah, all I'm those not, passing records, all those passing records that Fran Tarkington and eventually Dan Marino broke and Brett Favre were his. And Brett Favre mm-hmm. were mm-hmm. his. That's fine. That's he fine. had the, he had the records. He had the rings, and he innovated. He changed the game. Wait, man, let me let me stop for a second. Any from what Pittsburgh. Is, what is, there you what, go. Oh, That's the big one. See, they always bring it back to Pittsburgh. That's right. What is your measurement for greatest? Because remember, we had this discussion about greatest of all time, even when it came to basketball. basketball. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm like, because when you say greatest of all time, that means you're looking at the entire 100 years of, of the NFL, whatever, however old it is. And you say, this is the greatest player ever. And I hate that. I hate that because it's like, no, you can't. There's no way do, he's the man. greatest of all time. There's no way. Is. I won't disrespect him. Somebody no, is. Football is a team Somebody sport. has to be number one. Yeah, but I think it's, I think yeah, it's a team. On position, though. This is no one player. This say, is no one man. Yeah. That you can say, oh, I'm he's saying, the, the greatest what I'm of saying, all time. I'm saying, I'm saying, I think he, in terms of quarterbacks, I think he's the, I think he's the best. Yeah, he's the quarterback. The best, there. You know, I ain't mad at that. I'm not saying, I'm not saying all the greatest players. Player. No, no, no. no but I, you're saying I, based on position, because, right? because I, yeah, yeah, based on position. Because I think that, like, I think it's, it'd be hard to, you know, quantify some of the. Uh, achievements, some of the uh, physical attributes, some of the, some of the things that play, other players in, in different positions did because um, you take away like Brady gets the, the quarterbacks get the accomplishments, they get the wins you know, so yeah, I, would, I don't want to take away, you know great players mm-hmm. um, because they weren't quarterbacks, I'm just saying for, yeah. in terms of quarterbacks, 
I think yeah, I think he's I think you can easily make the argument that he's the yeah. greatest of all time. I can say that. Uh, yeah, I, I hear mainstream media, think, media when you say that. I'm like, I'm hearing him, I'm saying him talking. I can't say that. I think he's the he's the greatest <laughs> winner of all time. That's what I said with Super Bowl. Yeah, he's the greatest winner. Okay, okay well, well hold up, hold up. If you want to go with the greatest <laughs> winner of all time, then if you want to go <laughs> old school, here we go. You got Otto Graham. But at the same time, though, I mean, it's a, it's a different era. Um, you know, I mean, I, don't, I didn't see Otto Graham play. Like, I heard, I heard the <laughs> he argument. I. I, I heard, I heard <laughs> the you argument. Sure, for, you sure, Trevor? You know, Ray did. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, I, mean, Ray I, I think, I think, ahead, I think you can. Yeah, you know, like my argument with, with greatest of all time, it will always be you have to break it down uh, into mm-hmm. positions and then break it down into errors. Um, and so and if you want to talk, if you if, if, if you want to say Super Bowl error, who's who's like who's better than Tom Brady at the quarterback position? Now, but, but can we say this Super Bowl about- error? Joe, Joe yeah. Montana was a beast at the – in outdoor yes. Super Bowl no quarterback in there. Yeah, Joe no Montana doubt. was a beast. Steve Montana Young was, was a beast. I get Terry Bradshaw was a beast. But you can make the argument for against Joe Montana for all of his, all of his accomplishments. He had superb talent yes, he around did. him. He and, did. And, and I'm not saying – I'm, yeah. I'm not saying that discredits. I'm just saying it's you can make the one. argument against – for and against. Mm-hmm. You know, different different players. Because, and we say this about then, uh, about uh, Brady. What's significant about him getting those rings? He was also a Super Bowl MVP five of those seven rings. So that says a lot too. Yeah, I think a third of his career he was in the Super Bowl, right? Wasn't seven? Yeah, but he, but, yeah. He, but he, he, he was the MVP. Years. Yeah. It, it made that. T- well, mm-hmm. All right, let me break this down. Uh oh. Uh, here we go. Had, like, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm listening. All right. Tom Brady, he had like three different Hall of Fame type careers. First stage, Joe Montana, three wins in four years. Second stage, they weren't winning the Super Bowl, but you could say his career was on path with Dan Marino. And now at the third stage of his career, you could have said he was. I think I got it. I think, then you could say he was like. More like a Troy Aikman type. You lost me, man. You put Dan Marino in there, and then you said Troy Aikman. Let me throw this at <laughs> no, you. No, they were like – he, he are... had like three stages of that. All of them, those seven years that he had – seven, eight years, all of them – and you break them down into segments, their Hall of Fame careers. All right, so let's let me say let me throw this in there. And I'm a first and for first and foremost, Tom Brady uh, retired in the middle of the week this week. Uh, so he that's did, why we're talking yeah. about him. But he played for it till he was 45 years old. Kudos to that brother for playing yeah. football till he was 45 years that's old. I give you that. Yeah. And he played what 20 years at the quarterback position. I'm gonna give you that because I couldn't think of anybody that played that long at quarterback. Um, <laughs> unless it was um the gentleman that played for the Oakland Raiders way back in the day, George Blanda. He was a oh, kicker yeah. and a quarterback. So George, George Blender played for a damn near 20 years, if I'm not mistaken. Um, sure. But when you say greatest of all time, and this is why I was coming at Vince, because a lot of people seem to forget, you got somebody like Warren Moon, who was a beast. Okay? He was a beast, yes. <laughs> but people don't throw Warren Moon in the conversation because what? No Super Bowls. But 
with the Edmonton Eskimos before he came to the NFL. He yeah. was winning world, um, winning the championship, the Grey Cup in Canada on a regular basis. Yes, he okay? did. And he was an NFL quarterback. Now, I, I know Vince, I'm throwing that the variable in there because it wasn't when he was in the NFL. But he didn't get the opportunity in the NFL. So when he did get to the NFL, he put up the yardage numbers. Then I will I always say Drew Brees. You cannot disrespect Drew Brees for the number of yards he threw for right. in his career. He threw mm-hmm. for more than anybody. Right. So it's like when you come at and and and, I, and I'm I, I apologize and my, mind you, Tom Brady played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the last three years of his career. My my team. He's still not the greatest of all time. Comes to Super Bowl wins, I got you there. He won the most. He played in the most. <laughs> most of his career, he was in the Super Bowl. Matter of fact, some people only know Tom Brady for Super Bowls. Like, yeah. the young one's coming up because he's been in it so long. Mm-hmm. You know, if you were 10 years old when he started his career, you would think he was in the Super Bowl every year. Every year, yeah. And that's what they used to say about Montana in the 80s. You know, because he, he, what he did with the 49ers, Troy Aikman in the 90s. You know, so there's so many. So I can understand what you mean, because it is still based on different eras and position. I was thinking, look at Marina. Marina was the first quarterback to pass for 5,000 yards. And that record stood how many years before before uh, Drew Brees or whoever it was that, that hit that 5,000-yard mark in the season? I mean, Brees. I think yeah, we, it was Brees. Yeah. Was it Brees or was it yeah. uh, Peyton Manning? He's it was Brees, and then Manning broke that. Yeah. Right, right, it was right. A, and, and then Manning Brady broke the, that, and then Manning broke that. And not just the yardage, but also the touchdowns, 48 pe- touchdowns before Brady, before Manny tied that in 2000, 2004. So, I mean, it's oh, just, he broke it. 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 Then Manny broke. He broke it in Denver. He broke Marino. Then Brady broke Manning. And then Manny took that back over. Then Brady took that. Right. But here what I'm saying, time. though. In 04, he tied it with 48. Then he broke it. He was still with the Colts. He broke yeah. it with Denver. That's what I'm saying. So, I'm just break, saying, we got to take one. It's halftime. Don't mean to cut you off, brothers, but it's halftime. This game goes that fast. We play a full game here. It's every media today talk sports. We still talking football. We'll be right back after this time up. Tune in weeknights at 8 p.m. for the nightcap. Your favorite slow jams for lovers. Or maybe you want to sit back, relax, and unwind. After a long day at work, you'll need a nightcap. So relax. We'll handle the rest. It's the nightcap on Urban Media Today Radio. Urban Media Today talks sports. Ray Porter Jr., Brandon Walker, Jason Dunn, Vince Butts, David Jones Jr. And we're talking football. Um, and, uh, <laughs> talking quarterbacks, Vince got me started because he said greatest of all time. Um, but but I, I I have to commend him because he's right. I mean, you know, Tom Brady, you have to give him his accolades. You have to give him his respect because he's done something that you know some no one. Uh, well, I don't know if anybody else. No, no one's ever done yeah. what he's done as a quarterback. No, Super Bowl era, no. Range, uh, so. Not in the yeah. Super Bowl era, no. No. Nine in the rings. I'm still mad at one of those rings, though. Seattle Seahawks. If Russell Wilson hadn't thrown that dumb pass, <laughs> there's the no way he would have that ring. But you, but you know what? That leads me to something. That leads me to something. Do we, do we give props to the quarterbacks of the 70s and 60s because they called their own plays? Do you yes, take that? I mean, yes and no. I'm, I mean – I'm just asking a question. I'm not I, trying to. Yeah, you are. You're stirring the pot. <laughs> I think you know, I do, bro. It just but, depends on what but, your measurement is. Right, right. There's all different criteria. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, you can you can come up with with different reasons and disqualify a, a, a you know what 
the whole Super Bowl era of quarterbacks, right? Who's calling their plays, their own plays in the Super Bowl era? Bradshaw really did. Anybody. Bradshaw did. Yeah, he did. He, he did. did. But here's the and thing, the quarterbacks though. of the 70s, they called their plays. And, except, but, except for Star Wars. So, yeah, but, no but, no but no one's putting, t- uh, at least not me, not even close, putting Terry Bradshaw in the conversation of, of uh, greatest quarterbacks of all time? In, a, in, a, in, a, in a Super Bowl, in a Super Bowl <laughs> era. Like, I mean, well, no, not, not, not now. Doing it. Back then, yes, but not now. No, I mean, <laughs> different you know, world. I mean, that yo, I mean, those, come those on, teams, I say the same thing. Though. As look, as stacked as stacked as as uh, the San Francisco 49ers team w- were, you can the Pittsburgh Steelers. Those four Super Bowls were ridiculous. What you like, mean? How many, how, how many Hall of Famers on on those squads? Oh, okay. Um, From that standpoint, I mean. Yeah. I mean, so, just know so how to I, pick them. <laughs> I mean, so, so, I mean, to me, well, to me, even though he, Terry Bradshaw was the quarterback of those teams winning Super Bowls, and, and that's a big part of judging a, 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 a quarterback's career, um, I'm just not giving him that much respect uh, in, in terms of winning all those Super Bowls and putting him uh, uh, you know, above some other players at the position. Different um, eras, man, different eras. But how do you do the same? And I'm not saying that you, Vincent, in particular, but how do people say that Montana is, until Brady was the greatest thing since sliced bread, when he had, he was throwing to, in some people's eyes, the greatest football player ever. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that he was, but I'm just saying Jerry Rice is considered the greatest football, by some people, the greatest football player ever. Definitely the greatest receiver for sure. Yeah, yeah. definitely the greatest receiver. No argument from anybody. LT, the greatest pass rusher, edge rusher. I mean, you know, linebacker, our defensive player, our defensive right. player. Period. LT is another level. And let's remember what the Super Bowl is. It's one game, and in one game, anything can happen. If Terry Bradshaw wasn't clutch in those games, in, in the last Super Bowl he won, they wouldn't have won that yeah. game. Yeah, so we can't, no, let's not. But we can't play the what if game. It's uh, but I'm not saying what if. I'm saying at the end of the day, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, someone at the end of the day, somebody won. No, no, no. Tom Brady won. Tom no, no, Tom no, Brady no. won won seven Super Bowls. But that's and, not the point I'm making, though, Vince. What's your, what's your point? My point is, you you said it's all because of all the Hall of Famers that they had. It didn't matter when it was nineteen to seventeen in the fourth quarter. If Bradshaw didn't throw that touchdown to, to Stallworth, they may not have won that game against the Rams. And it didn't matter how many Hall of Famers were on the team. That's all I'm saying. I'm just talking about the game in itself. It's what you do. It's what you do on the field, no matter what you get. Period. That's all I'm saying. And yeah, well, but that's a that's an interesting point because when you're looking at the quarterbacks, the quarterbacks are the leaders on the field. I get you, but mm-hmm. the quarterbacks, what makes the quarterbacks famous, and what makes the number one, the quarterback has to be a leader. If you don't have a leader in that position, the team goes all to, to to hell, for lack of a better way of saying it. But you can have a quarterback that is not as talented um, at that position, be a great leader, and have Hall of Famers all around him, and they can win games. Trent Dilfer. Because it takes well with with bought with the Ravens, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But it takes when I just I think I get on Vince, I get on my pedestal when people will say, "Well, this quarterback is a beast, and the team couldn't do anything without him." And sometimes that's proven on the field, most definitely in game in certain games you'll see that. But it takes that team to make that quarterback look good. Because if you don't have good receivers to throw to or a good running back who knows when to to be the outlet um, or the safety valve or running backs to know when to stay in and block instead of going on that pass pattern that they were supposed to take um, with the play that's being called. I mean, a quarterback ain't shit. Excuse my language. 
You know what I'm saying? But it takes offensive linemen, takes that front line, and it takes the receivers and everybody to make you look good. So when people start saying, oh, this quarterback's this, this quarterback's that, and I'm a fan just like you, man, so I'm not even putting down anything that you said because you're absolutely right with what you said. But I'm like, I I just get mad because people fall short of looking at what's surrounding that quarterback to make him so good. You understand what I'm saying? Just look at Russell Wilson. Because Russell Wilson in Seattle was one way. Now you got him in Denver. What? What the? And people are saying, yo, what happened to Russell Wilson? It's not Russell Wilson. It's the team. It's what, what you have around you. That's, all, that's, my, that's my only point. Also, I, I'm, not, too. I'm not saying Also, it's coaching, too. There, well, there no you doubt. go. Coaching also, because that coach, Hackett, I don't know. I knew that, that wasn't going to work because he's not. Russell Wilson has never been a rhythm passer. That is his offense, what Hackett's offense is about. And number two, Aaron Rodgers look, look good. And even break Bortles make this guy look competent. Okay. Yeah, because well, I don't know how Tom they – It's the fact that he plays – always – it's coaching too. But let me give you – let me give an example too. Look at the Buffalo Bills. So does Jim, is Jim Kelly a bad quarterback because he took him to four straight Super Bowls and lost? And because of how he did not perform in the Super Bowls. He's a great quarterback. Right. So I, I, I've never heard anybody say he was a bad quarterback. Right. I mean, I mean, and that's my I don't point. think you could. No. He's one of the best of his errors. Like, and the, best of his, the best of his errors, that's for sure. And then he also had tons of Hall of Famers. He had two Hall of Fame receivers, a Hall of Fame running back, and a Hall of Fame defensive end. So, I mean, he, and then he had a Hall of Fame coach. So, what they're saying. And you got a bunch of birdies. Yeah, good defense. I said a Hall of Fame defensive end. Y'all heard of Bruce Smith. But I'm I'm saying he had a Hall of Fame defense, man. He had some awesome linebackers. I know. But he's uh, Daryl Talley. Yeah, but he has some great receivers. They don't have an awesome running back. So, I mean, like, I said, I said, Thurman Thomas. Yeah, man. But but what I'm saying is, Bruce Smith was the face of that defense. It is what it is, period. I mean, but you also got to think that even though, like, I mean, to the point you're surrounded by talent, but when you get in that game, can you make the, can you win it? Can you can make you win the plays that's needed? Right. Yeah. Really? Can you make everything go? Yeah. And I mean, one of the things that everybody talked about and Vince, you just said it. I mean, the Steelers were loaded, but, and you look at the 74 and 75 teams they beat the brakes off of players. Or yeah. They beat the brakes off of teams. Defense and, and running game. Yeah. yeah. And when you get to, you know, when you get to the game, Bradshaw made clutch plays. Mm-hmm. I mean, he made a play and then got knocked out immediately after he threw the ball. Right. So, I mean, mm-hmm. my biggest thing to go back to what I was saying about Patrick Mahomes, he is you call him the, the straw that stirs the drink. You can call him the key to the turns the ignition, whatever you want to call it. He's not playing with Hall of Fame players. He's not other than Travis Kelsey. Right. Other than Kelsey is Kelsey's different. Yes, he is. But I mean, like I said last week, and this is one of the reasons why I didn't think that they would um, beat Cincinnati, but he Mahomes play is different. He's different. Their, their defense came made some plays too. Their defense made some plays, but well, it's just did. like, let's be real. I mean, how I mean, many they, offensive linemen were out for Cincinnati? Yeah, but the, and, I mean, yeah. they were out. They, they were out the previous game, and they, I mean, Cincinnati was rolling. 
Like, that right? Smash I mean, Buffalo. Despite, despite, <laughs> despite, the fact, despite the fact that they were missing players, you know, important players, they still were rolling. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I, you know, as, as much as you may not like since uh, uh, Kansas City's defense, I mean, like, they were play guys made plays. And, and I think that's what it, to me, it comes down to that more than anything is, you know, in, in big moments, can you make enough play, more plays than the other team? I mean, Not, and, and, and that can come it. from anywhere. That can that's be your it. quarterback, your wide receiver, your running back, guys on defense, like whatever, punter, kicker, like, like somebody needs to make plays, you know, because this, this is, this is it. You need the Super Bowl and this is, this is it, the last mm-hmm. game. And so but, it, it just comes down to who can make more plays um, in that, in that particular moment. That's it. But and then speaking about guys making plays, I'm going to shift gears real quick because we're going to go right to the NBA because you're talking about guys making plays. LeBron James may reach Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's mark this week. Mm. Crazy, right? Crazy. When you talk Incredible. about guys making plays to become the all-time scoring leader in the NBA, that means his teammates have to be looking out. And LeBron says that he doesn't – well, in an interview that I saw, a couple of interviews that I saw – he doesn't, that's not on his mind. Like he doesn't go out to say, okay, I'm going to score 40 tonight. I'm going to go out to score 20 tonight. I'm going to go out to do this. So that means that in the flow of the game, and I'm, I'm wondering, I'm thinking he is going to have to be on his mind when he gets to, down to around what the 40, 40 point range, 20 point range, it's going to have to be on his mind. Yeah, well, with tickets going for $92,000 just to see him break that record. That's ridiculous, man. Is that true? <laughs> I, somebody said $75,000 for the one game. And I was like, yeah, they got 7500 seven, seven like Yeah, I just saw I just saw a thing on Bleacher Report. Yeah, no, that's true. $92,000. Yeah. $92,000 for one ticket? Yep. Yep. You know yep. how long it's take me to make $92,000? Oh, pretty insane. Wow. Sorry, bro. Like, yo, man, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't pay $92,000 to watch a billionaire do his thing. Are you what, somebody, really? somebody will, though. Yep. yep. Somebody will. That's true. <laughs> 92, Vince, $92,000, Vince? I mean, I mean, you, just, you know, when you, whoever does that, I mean, they're not, they're not, your, you know, a regular person. They're, you know, I mean. <laughs> no, they're not. Um, <laughs> but how long so, has Kareem had that record? About 40 years? 40, 40 years. 38? About, 30, yeah, about 40 yeah. years. So this is a event that's that record may not be broken anytime soon. It might be another 40 years before right. the record gets broken. So yeah, I understand that. And plus, to get to that moment and see that, I I wouldn't pay that money. I wouldn't pay dollars and forty cents. Yo, uh, I'm gonna tell you what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a quick break, real quick. We'll come right back. It's the end of the third quarter. Nice to media marketing and promotions is an independently owned marketing and handling all your social media, event planning, brand marketing, and promotional needs for small, nonprofit, and big corporations. If you need more information about rates and services or more, call 443-252-3923. It's Urban Media Today Talk Sports. We got Vince Butts. We got Ray Porter Jr., Brandon Walker, Jason Dunn, and my man David Jones. And we're talking hoops now. We talked NFL the whole, the whole game. <laughs> now we want to switch it up. We're talking LeBron. Go ahead, Vince. You were going to say something before we went to break. $92,000. I mean, There's no way. If, go ahead. if I had it, if I had it to not think twice about it, absolutely I would go. <laughs> I mean, you might, if you I mean, had it not? to not think twice about it, you wouldn't even be on this podcast. So it's like, you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Hey. I might, I might, I might want to still rub elbows with the people. You know what I mean? 
Oh, absolutely. Oh, Notice how he said with the people. So then, then, then we'd be traveling to the Super Bowl. Come on, Vincent, let's do this. Hey, <laughs> hey, put, hey, yeah, fire up, fire up the, uh, the, the the helicopter. Let's go. Let's <laughs> do this, man. Let's do this. As he leaves his gated community. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah, I just spent my time with the people. Let me go back home. Um. Anyway, <laughs> Brandon brought up a good point, and I, I'm David. I'm gonna throw this at you. If it took this long for LeBron to even get close to to Kareem, if you get another talent, super talent that's coming out of high school around now, gets into the league and plays, LeBron's played 20 years? Mm-hmm. Has he been mm-hmm. playing 20 years? That's what mm-hmm. And plays 20 years, I, yeah. I, I say to Brandon that the, the record could be broken. And the reason I say that is because the NBA changes its game so much. Like it either speeds it up you have a three-point line, like different things change, which can actually, and we had this conversation before, which can actually help another phenom get close to the record. Do you disagree or do you agree? I agree. I could agree, but there's another thing. There's a problem in the NBA, load management. But that's going to be gone soon because it's like people are going to stop going to games, I think. They're talking about uh, shortening the schedule. They're not going to shorten the schedule because they're going to have to give up income. That's they're, They're not giving that. They're not doing that. All right, hold up, Brandon. David, you were going to say something. Um, I, I partially agree with what you're saying. You don't think agree about, or you do agree? Think about this, and this is what I'm saying, because it's, it's hard to say that. I mean, because, you know, Kareem was a guy that, I mean, my gosh, this record would have really been so far unreachable if, if he would have came out of high school. So, you know, you got to look at it like that. And then, number two, man – we only see a couple of guys from time to time that play 20 plus years. And mm-hmm. LeBron is really, him and Kareem are the only two that I can think about that have played at, well, LeBron only at this level. Kareem was still effective because he had a shot that was unstoppable, but he was starting to slow down by the time he was 38 or, you know, around that, like he was slowing down. But to you guys' point, when we're talking another sport, he had four or five Hall of Famers around him so he can continue to do his thing. So, it, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to agree with, with what you guys just said to an extent. Like, this is almost more than just a once-in-a-generation thing because, I mean – Look at Jordan at 38. Look at Kobe mm-hmm. at 38. They, they were busted up. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just what it is. So LeBron has changed the game from a perspective of sports medicine on the floor as well. But from sports medicine and taking care of their body, this is this is next level right here. So, you know, and you know, I'm you know, I, I consider myself a uh, a basketball enthusiast, and I love the old school, but you got to give LeBron his props for what he's doing. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to be somebody like that once-in-a-generation guy, and he's going to have to do some things that we've never seen before in order for this to happen again. No, no. And it's funny that we're talking about Tom, uh, Tom Brady earlier and, and, and LeBron in the same show because both of them have spent 20 years in the league. And it's like some they're doing things that that other people have not done. Um, and it was and with um, 
struck a chord in my mind is when you said um, about LeBron staying healthy, staying in the game. That's the same thing Tom Brady did. He stayed stayed healthy, stayed in the game. So, yeah, I, I just don't – I think that it can be done because there's so many changes that take place. And I wasn't even speaking about somebody coming out of high school. Because well, somebody that, coming out of high school, like you said, has another four years. That, that was the key to this, Trevor. I mean, yep. you take that – if, if LeBron had to do three or four years like the way it was back in the day, I think he would still get it. I think he would still mm. get it because of the way he's doing it right now. LeBron's going to play another three or four years. He's going to play another three or four years. You think? Uh, yeah, he will. He will. Because he wants to play with his son. That's true. That is true. And plus, I'm, his contract runs till 2026, I think, or 2025. So, yeah. Yeah, he's, so he he's, has two years, and he, and I wouldn't be surprised if he tries true. to go back to Cleveland. So that means he'd be forty years old mm-hmm. in the NBA. I think Carl yeah. Malone did it. Yeah, but one thing that I can say is Carl yeah. Malone, as great as Carl Malone was, he he still missed large chunks. I, matter of fact, he was one of the reasons mm-hmm. why uh, him miss, being hurt was one of the reasons why the Lakers didn't win that that year. Right. Other than distractions. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, Kobe. Yeah. Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> they had something to do with it. Yeah, but Jim, but, I hear what you're saying. He did not play in the finals against the Pistons. But, I mean, like, but, it's like David but, said, man. That's crazy. The, the, you know, mm. but as I look at the stats, like, um, and some of the things that are standing out to me are the number of games played, like, yeah. and, and, and and your average. So, like, I didn't realize – you know, Kareem averaged almost 25 for his career. Like, it didn't, it didn't, you know, from what I saw, it didn't seem like, he didn't seem like, at least later on in his career, that he was 25, you know, per game score. Um, but that's what it's, it's going to take someone getting 14, you got to you gotta get to 1,400 games. Uh, Kareem yeah. had 1,560, LeBron 1,407, um, and even Carl Malone at 1,476. All yeah. three averaged around 25 points. So, uh, per game. So that's, that's to me, those are the, the two things that have to happen is you, obviously you got to have a long career to play 1400 games, but you've got to be a, a, a pretty consistent 25 point per game score in order to get, you know, even to even sniff that. I'm going to say this, Vince. I'm going to say this. Whoever it is, you know, hopefully it's in our lifetime. He'll have to be a student of the game. And he'll have to study what LeBron did to stay healthy. He'll have to study like all those greats to get to this point because you just don't come in and say, I'm a hoop in the NBA and I'm going to get 1,400 games. That, there's plenty of you know, amazingly talented guys, and you know, the NBA swallows up, you know, chews them up and spits them out in, in, in record proportions. So right. you have to be so. One percent, not even one percent, like oh point two percent to do this, and it's it's going to be that's great. But that's a great point because that's a great point because, and you said it has to be a student of the game. I hope that the young ones are paying attention, men and women, who are even hoopers or either any other sport, because LeBron has not just been a student of the game. LeBron has been a student. Period. He's actually looked at his life outside, outside on the sidelines. He, he's actually looked at his endorsements. He's actually set up his own team. 
you know, his own um, what, pub, um, uh, his own Thomas advertising <laughs> team and everything. And well, not that, but he set up his own team around him Management. as an individual, as a brand. Yeah. So mm-hmm. LeBron has been a student all around. And a matter of fact, and you guys check, check me on this. Really nothing negative comes out about LeBron James. No. No, no, right. The, no, I the mean, only we, thing that got he did was basically the way he left Cleveland the first time. That wasn't That's wrong. The biggest if, if thing. That wasn't now, wrong. The way he did it, the way he did it was bad. Then. Right. Was, so, well, is that okay? If that's the only, oh if that's God. the biggest flaw that you did <laughs> in the character, yeah. then you've done something decent. Yeah, I yeah. mean, no, that's what I'm getting at. But there's, but there's something. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say this. As far as the record being broken, it's going to be hard because who knows what the NBA and the way the style of play is going to be five, ten years from now. With especially when this uh, Victor Wamanyata kid comes in, yeah, who I heard is like the next guy up, and we can see what he can do. But there's so many other things that people don't take into account to consideration. Number one. Look at what happened when LeBron came in and look at what happened when Kobe came in. When LeBron came in, he was given the keys to the car right away. It's your yeah. car. You drive. Sure. <clears throat> Kobe get, came in and wait his turn. he had to wait. He had to sit. He had to wait until Eddie Jones got shipped off mm-hmm. before he actually got a shot. And he was still <laughs> second fiddle to shot, too. Yep. He was saying, yeah, that was another thing. Uh-huh. He had to, he was playing with a dominant big man. Everywhere LeBron has gone, they're like, all right, you the man. Mm-hmm. You the man. And that, you know, only him and uh, Kareem have ever enjoyed that type of thing where you're looking at guys who broke, who set that record, those points. Hold up about Kareem, though, because Kareem. When he was playing with the Milwaukee Bucks, his rookie year, which I think they won the NBA Robinson. championship, he wasn't the man because Oscar Robinson was. Yeah, he had Oscar Robinson. No, I have to disagree. Bobby Dandridge. What? They had. Are you Bobby... serious right now? Do you? Yeah, they Bobby Dandridge. Norfolk State. Bobby Dandridge. Bobby 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 I know about Bobby Dandridge. I don't. I might be young, but I'm. I'm a student. Ooh. I'm an old school student. But Kareem wasn't the man. I mean, he was the a star he was, center. He was the man. Oscar, the big O was the man. They bought Milwaukee. Big O, they brought the Big O in because they needed a point guard to feed him the ball. They and you hear okay. Oscar Robertson t- say it. I've heard, and honestly, until I heard the interview, I was I was with you, Trevin. I was with mm-hmm. you right here. That's okay, yeah. O was Big O was the man, but he even said Kareem added years to his career because he was ready to retire. Mm-hmm. He was ready to retire until he got traded to Milwaukee. And he was able to feed the big man, and it took a lot of the pressure off of him because he didn't have to do all that he did. Oscar Robertson, no argument. Hall of Famer, probably the most underrated Hall of Famer because everybody just thinks about the new wave and they forget about all the triple doubles and the stuff that he did when it was basically him and us. Playing at Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's keep for it. The Royals. Yeah, yeah. he played for yeah. Cincinnati, Cincinnati Royals. Royals. Yeah. And he gotcha. was the he was the man. But Kareem has always been, he was the man in college. And uh, yep. they were loaded. Loaded with guys who eventually went to the Hall of Fame. Uh, some of them who went to the Hall of Fame. 
And he's been the man. LeBron has enjoyed that ability to be the man and to be the focal point. And we're going to give you the ball. And you couple that along with him making the right decisions on and off the field or excuse me, on and off the court. The, the fact that he has remained healthy, even though he's missed some games, he's missing more games than he ever has, you know, because it's towards the end of his career. But for what, let's say 98, 99% of his career, he's been healthy. That's, that's ridiculous. I mean, there are so many things that people don't understand that go into him achieving this goal. And the same with Kareem. It's, it, you know, it, people have to really sit back and say, damn, that's, that's amazing. That that's is truly amazing. That, to it's, me, that's the key for the next person, you know, the next person in line, you know, like we, you know, we talk about, uh, you know, torches being passed or whatever, like players learning, you know, from the previous uh, generation, you know, the, the, the player that, that breaks the uh, bronze record, um, cause it will be, cause it, cause it will be, it will be LeBron's record to break, um, has to adopt some of the same principles that, that, that yep. he's taken on that, like, that, like the first thing is like the player, whoever this player is, has to be mature beyond their years. Yes. Uh, some, someone, you know, who, who takes the game to, to another level from a mental standpoint, who doesn't just come play basketball, who doesn't just step on the court and, and wants to score points and, and do this and do that. Um, there's a bigger, there's a bigger plan. And, and so I think you have to take what LeBron has done to his body to get to the, you know, to, to have this long, illustrious career. Um, and you've got to, you got to build on that on, on and off the court. What, what you do off the court uh, will affect what you do on the court. And I think LeBron and, and guys like him have shown that. And I, I don't, I'm sure a lot of players have, I know for years, players have had chefs, private chefs and all that, um, dietitians and nutritionists. And, but I think the, you, know, you have to take it to the next level um, and, and, and find, you know, seek out the technology that's going to help you heal quicker, you know, um, and, and really, really adopt that early in, in your career um, and hope that, that, that you don't get, you know, you don't have a major injury. Um, because I mean, LeBron hasn't had that, um, and 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 I think you know, I mean, I think Carmelone didn't have a he didn't have, did he have a serious injury throughout his career? Nah, um, his uh, was just so age late. related. Yeah, his right, was age right. related. So yeah, I, I think you have to take yeah you got to take some of those things that that the successful uh, players had and adopt it into your game early in your career uh, to try to reach that goal. No doubt. Speaking about reaching goals. Too many offense, gentlemen. We got to wrap this one up. <laughs> End of the fourth quarter. Um, great points, obviously. We're going to put Vince last because he has a job to make moments. So we'll start <laughs> with Jason first. Jason, what you got? Um, I just want to say, and I was talking to the fellas about this earlier, um, my son, uh, Chris, just won his very first amateur fight in boxing. Uh, this has been two years in the making. He um, won by a second-round TKO. And, you know, I'm proud of my son because, you know, he started during COVID and there have been a lot of stops and starts, stops and starts, stops and starts. And, you know, there were times where things had to take a backseat because myself and his his trainer, you know, we coach other sports. And 
he stuck with it though. And he's truly stuck with it and he looked good doing it. <laughs> and I just want to say that, you know, I'm proud of my son and, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing his journey because the fr- he took the first step last Saturday. So what's up? congratulations, Chris. That's what's up, man. We're going to see him in the ring. Big time. Watch good stuff. All right, Brandon, what you got? OK, you talked about Jalen Hurts. This is a story of perseverance. And this is because he got benched to Alabama. And the national championship game didn't he did not bitch. He did not complain. He did not. Mump, he did. He stuck with it at Alabama until he got his chance, went to the SEC, won that SEC championship game, got benched again, got replaced with Tua. Then he went up to uh, then he went to Oklahoma, had a hell of a year, had <clears throat> and then he went to Philly when nobody thought they should have drafted Carson Wentz was the guy he was. But he's stuck in, stuck in his perseverance, and that's what, uh, like black athletes and black men, your talent will always shine through, no matter what. Good stuff. What you got, Ray Porter Jr.? Yes, sir. Um, also wanted to talk about my son, um, kind of in a different twist. Uh, Raymond Porter III, my namesake. Definitely proud of him as he uh, made the high honor roll for the second uh, straight uh, quarter. So for the entire first semester, so that's Central Cap. Oh, that's what's up. Uh, I tip my hat to him. I'm grateful that he keeps, continues to get closer to a job, and I'm just <laughs> just so, so grateful. Notice how he put grades and job in there, and the same thing. Okay, all right. <laughs> but uh, you know, and, 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 and he knows. It's easy to say that he knows sports because you know because of his father and and uh, and my wife. She's also into sports more than she'll admit it, but. The fact that we have to talk about understanding, knowing your passion. And I said, it doesn't, you don't have to know sports to know your passion. And he knows his passions and the things that he's into. So I'm very proud of him. And I encourage him, even from a line from Chuck Noll, to say, be a tomorrow person. You know, you accomplish what you accomplish, but you got to get ready to do it again. So I really encouraged him with this next quarter. So congratulations, Raymond. Very proud of you. Good stuff, good stuff. Congratulations, Ray. Thank you, sir. All right, if it's not you, the other Ray. <laughs> I Vince Butts, you no, mean? I knew that was coming. I knew it was coming. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, we're, we're at a, a drop the mic moment, um, you know, when, and I think we kind of alluded on it before, uh, you know, two black quarterbacks starting uh, the Super Bowl, uh, first time ever. Um, we mentioned some of the names before, guys who have started. Uh, Super Bowls, Russell Wilson, um, Donovan McNabb, um, Doug Williams, obviously, um, you know, 35 years ago, um, you know, setting the, setting the standard, uh, Colin Kaepernick, Cam Newton, you know, uh, awesome players uh, in their own right. Um, but Jalen Hurts and, and, and Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know, have a distinct, these distinct, you know, uh, situation of being the first two black quarterbacks to, to meet uh, in the Super Bowl, and that's and and it's and it's kind of it's kind of interesting. It culminated uh, at the start of Black History Month, uh, so I, I feel like it's something that um, we, we'll always think about. Um, and, and I'm glad we're at a point. I hope we're at a point where you know uh, quarterbacks, black quarterbacks, are not seen as just athletes. You know, um, they they're, they're, they can be kept at the quarterback position and not be moved around. Uh, because the, we, we see that they just, just as dynamic as other positions are, the quarterback position requires 
dynamic play play ability as well. And and I think these two quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts and, and Patrick Mahomes, are at the at the top of that. You know, able to maximize their physical gifts uh, and lead their teams uh, to the ultimate prize. So uh, kudos, kudos to those young men. Uh, and hopefully, this is not the, the the first time this this will happen. Hopefully, it's the first of many. That's good. All right, David Jones yeah. Jr. Good stuff, Vince. What you got, David? Uh, I'm going to stick on the same as Jason and Ray. Um, one of the best things about this whole podcast is we have some positive brothers and role models as well. Um, and I had to shout my son out as well. Um, he's a senior. Um, and he's doing some things a little different. So he has some basketball offers. So people have looked at me because they thought, oh, he's going to go big time D1. We're not doing that. We're going high academic D3. And it really started to shock some people when they asked me who was looking at them. And I said, Carnegie Mellon, Emory, and those type of schools. They were like, hold on. They were like, that usually doesn't happen. I said, well, we're taking a different route because when these four years are up, we wanted him to be set up with those type of networks. And before anybody cuts my head off as well, he did, <laughs> he did apply and he has Morehouse looking at him as well. So don't get it twisted. We looked at every avenue possible. And it was about the institution and the academics and not just basketball. He's down to his final three schools, and I just wanted to say, proud of you, bro. Definitely proud of you. Congrats, man. Uh, That's good stuff, fellas. Well, today's Saturday, uh, a week before the Super Bowl. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about that, too, because we'll be right on right before the game. It's Urban Media Today Talk Sports. Enjoy your weekend. Urban Media Today Talks Sports on Urban Media Today Radio. Views and opinions expressed on podcasts do not necessarily reflect on the official policy or position of Urban Media Today and Urban Media Today Radio. Any content provided by our guests, sponsors, or advertisers are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.